It is time for District Softball on AM 1240 KFMO. The Farmington Knights at the two-seed going up against the three-seeded Festus Tigers from Randy Ragsdale Field, home of the Knights. They're the host club for this Class 4 District 1 tournament. He's Glenn Berry. I'm Jared Pettis. Back at the studio, Braden Cooley on this cool to a Monday evening. It'll be nighttime before we know it. The sun going down behind us. We're ready to go. We'll get the starting lineups momentarily. Boyd and Associates first pitch on the ground to the second baseman. Aubrey Doyle swallows it up. Beg your pardon. That's Olivia Hartipe over to first. And Carly Isbell on one pitch is retired. And Glenn Berry has the rest of the starting lineups for the uh, fest, or for the uh, the fielding alignment, rather, for the Farmington Knights. All right, let's start with left field. Audrey Morgan's in left. Jocelyn Grimes in center. Gracie Mand is in right. Savory Graham over in third. J.C. Jarvis in short. Olivia Hartipe will be your second baseman as the first pitch is fouled back. Shelby Bowling will be at first base. Jaden Tucker is behind the plate. And Ellie Robbins is on the mound. And last time that Notre Dame, Cape Notre Dame, played Farmington, their head coach talked about the uh, pitching and the catching for the Farmington Knights. He said back then he thinks it's some of the best in the state. It's an 0-1 count. Ball misses outside, 1-1. One one. To the second batter in Festus's order, it's Riley Moore. Their lineup today, Carly Isbell, Riley Moore, batting next and third is Keeley Hankins, the cleanup hitter today. The first baseman, Livy Kearns. Ava Oberly pitches for Festus. She bats in the five spot. Batting sixth, the center fielder, Maddie Kissy, as that one swung on and missed. One ball, two strikes. Seventh, Aubrey Doyle, the second baseman. The designated player, Lexi Gouch, is the eight spots and in the nine hole Olivia Gillum she's the right fielder the Festus Tigers coached by Jeff Montgomery that one's tipped into the catcher's mitt strikeout number one out number two that's Jeff Montgomery he is the head coach for Festus baseball and softball and the coach of the Tigers again it's Isbell Moore Hankins Kearns Oberly Kissy Doyle Gouch Gillum not batting but playing left field Maddie Geiler Starting lineups brought to you by Shelter Insurance. Proud to be a part of high school sports. Your local shelter insurance agents. We're your shield. We're your shelter. Dave and Scott Haggerty of Shelter Mutual Insurance at 517 East Main and Park Hills. Insuring the parkland since 1955. And Brian Lerimore Insurance Agency located at 306 North Washington Street in Farmington. Allow Brian to help protect your family with life insurance. And batting in the three spot is Keely Hankins. She fouls one off. It's 0-1. And that opening pitch, the first pitch of the game, brought to you by Boyd & Associates, turning complicated matters into simple concepts. John Boyd with Boyd & Associates has been bringing accounting, integrity, character, client focus, and dedication to our local community for 20 years. And a quick start to this one. 1-1 count, two outs in the top of the first inning. Farmington wearing the white uniforms, wording on the front, Knights in black, black trimmed in gold. The numbers on the front and back, black trimmed in gold as well. Black and gold piping on the sleeves and collar of the Farmington uniform and a black piping down the pants. Here's one line to the second baseman. Hartipe is there. Quickly, three outs in the top of the first inning. We head to the bottom of the first. Nothing, nothing. Our score, Farmington coming to the bat. It'll be Jarvis, Grimes, and Robbins to lead things off for the Knights in the bottom of the first inning. You're listening to High School Softball Class 4 District 1 Semifinal on KFMO. Wade's Auto Service is a locally owned and operated full service shop and wants to be your first choice for all your auto repair needs. To schedule an appointment, call 573-664-1302. Wade's Auto Service in Farmington is a proud sponsor of high school sports. Started back in 1982, Dalton Home Improvement has grown to be one of the most competitive siding companies in Missouri. Owned by Hank Kinsey, his crews are highly qualified installers, experienced in new construction and rehab. Dalton Home Improvement, 431-2373, proud to be a part of high school sports. Fisher Auto Parts, your hometown parts store in Park Hills and Potosi, dedicated to providing you the absolute best in value and service. So the next time you're in need, depend on the pros at Fisher Auto Parts. That's Fisher Auto Parts in Park Hills and Potosi. 
High School Softball on KFMO brought to you by Mineral Area College in Park Hills. Your American Family Insurance Agents Bill Bass in Park Hills and Harry Peterson in Farmington. Priory Farms Dairies in Farmington. And by Pettis Chrysler Dodge in Farmington. First back get underway, Jared Pettis, Bloomberry, Braden Cooley here from Farmington, Missouri, Ingler Park, Randy Ragsdale Field. It's time to meet the starting lineup for the Farmington Knights, the home club tonight, the two-seed in the tournament. Leading things off, it's the shortstop, J.C. Jarvis. The center fielder, Jocelyn Grimes, bats second. That's different from where we normally see her earlier on in the season in the nine spot. Batting third, the pitcher, Ellie Robbins. The catcher, Jaden Tucker, bats fourth. Her clean or her protection, the first baseman batting fifth, Shelby Bowling. The designated player, Emily Gillum, bats in the sixth spot. Avery Graham is the third baseman batting seventh. The left fielder, Audrey Morgan, bats eighth. And in the nine spot, Olivia Hardipe as the first pitch to J.C. Jarvis is inside for ball one. Again, for the Farmington Knights, their first-year head coach is Ellie Robin. Or I beg your pardon, it's Allison Pingle. Ellie Robbins pitches for the Knights. Farmington 19-8 and on the season, 10-1 and on their home field. And the count now 1-1. One and one. That one at the knees called a strike. It's Jarvis, Grimes, Robbins, Tucker, Bowling, Gillum, Graham, Morgan, Hartepe. And Glenn Berry has the fielding alignment for the Festus Tigers. All right, for the Festus Tigers, as the pitch is in the dirt, it's a 2-1 count. We'll start in left field. Maddie Geiler is out in left. Maddie Kissy is in center field. In right field, it's Olivia Gillum. Keeley Hankins will be the third baseman. Uh, Riley Moore will be the shortstop. Aubrey Doyle is the second baseman. Libby Kearns at first. It'll be Carly Isbell behind the plate and Ava Oberly on the mound right now. She has a 2-1 count on the leadoff hitter, J.C. Jarvis. And a strike on the inside part of the plate makes it 2-2. Two two. Starting lineups brought to you by Shelter Insurance. Proud to be a part of high school sports. Your local Shelter Insurance agents, Dave and Scott Haggerty of Shelter Mutual Insurance at 517 East Main and Park Hills, insuring the parkland since 1955. This one lifted foul and out of play over the head of the head coach, Jeff Montgomery, on the first base side. Brian Larimore Insurance Agency is located at 306 North Washington Street in Farmington. Allow Brian to help protect your family with life insurance. Your local shelter insurance agents, we're your shield, we're your shelter. A 2-2 count as J.C. Jarvis protects, takes ball three high. And that will fill the count. Ava Oberly in the circle for the Festus Tigers, who wear the black uniforms. Festus on the front, black trimmed in a thick gold trim. Gold piping on the sleeve, on the cuff of the sleeve. White numbers on the front and back, trimmed in gold. The gold pants with the black and white stripe. Grounder up the middle, off the glove of Oberly. Picks it up, fires the first. Livy Kearns is there, one away. Nice job that time by the uh, pitcher, Ava Oberly. She got her glove down, just knocked it down. She didn't kick it anywhere. It stayed right there at her feet, so she picked it up and threw it over to first, easily getting J.C. Jarvis. And that'll bring up Jocelyn Grimes. And the nine spot this season has really worked well as that second leadoff hitter but now at this point in the season it it is important to get base runners early and she's a a batter that can really get on base pretty much any way possible yeah we saw her so many times this year just put the ball wherever she wanted to here's a little slap hit to the third baseman Grimes slow out of the box and she's not gonna make it man a great play by Keely Hankins over there at third base playing in and there's quickly two outs well she did there what we've seen her do all year and that is just put the bat on the ball put it in play she hit it a little bit harder i think than she wanted to it was almost like a drop butt down the line and take off down the uh, first baseline but like you said she got out of the box a little slower and that throw beat her by a step but the dangerous ellie robbins stands in first pitch to her taken right down the middle for strike one Early on in the year, we had uh, Tucker batting up in that number two spot. She is now down in the number four spot. So if Jocelyn Grimes can get on for the Farming Tonight's, that just helps things out quite a bit. The 0-1 misses. 
One ball, one strike. The last time we saw Farmington, that was all the way back on September 11th in a thriller against the Fredericktown Lady Black Cats. Ellie Robbins was the leadoff hitter in that one. Just takes one just below the knees. Two balls, one strikes. In that game, Robbins was two for three with the home run in the third and a two RBI hit in the seventh. Her club would beat the Lady Black Cats 13 to three in that game. The 2-1, Robbins in the air towards left center field. That'll drop and hop to the fence, and that'll be a double for Robbins. She'll pull up in there standing, a two-out double, and Farmington's got life for the even more dangerous right-handed hitter catcher, Jaden Tucker. And I think when you look at this lineup now with Ellie Robbins in the number three spot, the idea that we uh, saw for a few years in Major League Baseball of getting your better hitter up there as many times as possible. Now they move him into the number two spot, which I don't like, but Ellie is up there. She's on second base now with two outs. And the last time we saw the Festus Tigers was against the Farmington Knights here. That was a game that Glenberry saw and a crazy game as well when Festus put up three runs in the third inning, but Farmington had the answer. Oberly was playing second base in that one. Here's an 0-1 count as Jaden Tucker takes a strike. Tucker fouls this one behind home plate and out of play. One ball and one strike. I kind of like the way she's got this lineup. Allison Pingle has got this lineup set up differently. It just feels like they're going uh, deeper into the lineup with some really good uh, sticks up there at the plate. It's an 0-2 count. Tucker takes low and inside. One ball, two strikes. You know, Jeff Montgomery said he didn't think that this weather would affect anybody. I think the only people that's going to affect are the pitchers. What's the grip on the ball going to be like tonight? Can they keep themselves warm long enough to keep it in there? Here's one lays to right field. That'll get to the wall and hop off the right field, rounding third and scoring Ellie Robbins. It'll be an RBI double for Jaden Tucker with two outs in the inning, and it's already one nothing Farmington here in the bottom of the first. And that's why I like Ellie Robbins in that three spot and Jaden Tucker in that four spot. She just seems to come up there with, uh, first of all, somebody you think is going to be on base in Ellie Robbins, and also the fact that she hits the ball hard no matter where she's at. Last time we saw her play against a... Uh, I believe it was against Festus. She really jacked one out of here. It's a 1-1, or a 1-0 score in the first inning. That brings up the first baseman, Shelby Bowling. And this lineup doesn't get any easier. you got Bowling, Gillum, who's got some pop, and Avery Graham and at the third baseman, batting seventh. It's a 1-0 count as Bowling takes ball one. Oberly rocks in the circle and just misses outside with the off-speed pitch. One ball, or two balls, are there no strikes. Yeah, she's barely missing the... The corner, she's a little frustrated. I don't think it's at the home plate umpire. I think she's just not getting it where she wants to right now. And last time, as the 2-0 is popped foul and out of play behind us, make it 2-1. and one. The last time we saw the Farmington Knights again against the Fredericktown Lady Black Cats back on September 11th, man, Shelby Bowling went 4-for-5 in the game with two runs scored. He had three singles and a double and an infield fly when she batted in the second time in the seventh inning. That was an inning that Farmington batted around. She's a dangerous hitter at the plate, especially when she's ahead in the count, and she is here. The 2-1, off speed, high, 3-1, and one, and now she can expect something to hit. And that's, I think, what's really good about Shelby, too, is the fact that she's not going to chase a pitch that, that like that one that looks so fat, looks like it was so easily hit, but I think that one is pounded into the ground. So a 1-1 count. Ava Oberly gets the sign from her head coach, Jeff Montgomery. And he rock, she rocks and deals. And that's ball four. So two on with two out for the designated player and the dangerous Emily Gillum. Hey, get us a ground ball here. 
Well, this Farmington lineup, we're down to the number six spot in the lineup, and you still got some really good hitters yet to come in this lineup. And I think that could be a big difference in tonight's game if their hitters are on uh, target tonight. First pitch to Gillum high for a ball. It'll be 1-0 to her. We just recently, now I mentioned, again, if you were keeping track at home, this might be the fourth time I've mentioned it, the last time we've seen Farmington, September 11th. <laughs> she just now today got the Little Caesars Pizza certificate that we owed her. She'll lift this one in the air to right field. A long run for the right fielder, Olivia Gillum. And so Gillum flies out to Gillum, and that'll do it in the first inning. But Farmington does score one on two hits in the inning and two runners left stranded. We head to the second, one nothing to score. The Knights lead. They're the two seed, leading the three seed on KFMO. Graphic Options is our area's custom t-shirt and apparel manufacturer. Located at 120 West Pine in Farmington, Graphic Options offers a wide selection of options, including vinyl, screen print, embroidery, and more. Graphic Options in Farmington, a proud sponsor of high school sports. Hi folks, John Robinson, Pettis, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Supercenter, Farmington, Missouri. It's October and it's Jeep Power Days. All 23 Jeeps, at least 10% off. That's savings up to and over $10,000 depending on the unit. Rams you're looking for, we've got them in big savings. All our Rams, deep discounts, big rebates. Come test drive one today. Pre-owned, we've got a lot of pre-owned cars too and they need to go. So come see us, Pettis, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Supercenter, Farmington, Missouri. You want financial freedom as an adult. And as a parent, you'll want your kids to understand exactly where that begins. You can start by opening their very own student checking account at First State Community Bank. Once your son or daughter turns 12, they're eligible for a student checking account with no minimum balance requirements. A student checking account will be easy to understand for them and a wonderful teaching tool for you. First State Community Bank. Success starts here. Visit FSCB.com. Member FDIC. LaCary Auto Body, your PPG paint distributor for the parkland for over 30 years, is proud to help their many clients, like Mid-American Metals Collision and Restoration, located at 10121 Business Park Drive in Mineral Point. A veteran professionally owned business offering discounts for veterans and first responders. Mid-American Metals in Mineral Point. High School Softball on KFMO, brought to you by St. Francis County Community Partnership in Farmington, Unico Banks, Cornerstone Furniture and Mattress in Park Hills, Walmart Supercenters in Farmington, Deloge and Potosi, and by Community Manor in Farmington. That inning break brought to you by Missouri Farm Bureau agent Mike Sonsegraw in Farmington and Jonathan Steffen in Deloge. Contact them today for a free quote on auto home business or life insurance, a 1-0 count to Kearns as she lays off that pitch on the outside part of the plate. Ellie Robbins in the circle. She was actually down the uh, third base line taking warm-ups to stay warm. The 1-2. Man, Kearns had a duck out of the way of that one. Check that it was the 1-0. Make it 2-0. That was a pitch that at first when we heard it, it hit something, and it, it we were kind of worried that it hit her in the helmet, but instead it hit the glove of the catcher, Tucker, and went back to the backstop. So it's a 2-0 count. Kearns, the first baseman with the crouch stance, stands in. She'll chase the 2-0. That one might have been a little high, might have been called a strike at the top of the strike zone. Either way, Kearns was way behind the fastball. Well, that's one thing you don't want to see tonight. You don't want to get hit by a ball on a night like this. Ooh. It hurts extra hard. The 1-2, swing and a miss. Kearns underneath that one. 2-2, two and two, Robbins blew it right by her. Olivia, first time that I saw her play, I think I heard about 14 different explanations for how to pronounce her first name. (laughs) We got it right tonight. It's the 2-2. Just missed low by about an inch. Full count. 
That's a good pitch, though. That pitch was just off the outside corner. It was a little bit low, and that's a pitch that the batter kind of holds her breath for a second and thinks, okay, I hope he calls it a ball. Olivia Kearns batting. Ellie Robbins pitching the 3-2. Just slow ball for Festus has their first base runner of the game, and it comes in the second inning. A couple of pitches that was very hard for uh, Libby to lay off of, but she did, and uh, because of that, she's standing at first base, and Ava Oberly comes to the mound, or comes to the uh, batter's box to help herself out, hopefully. Oberly lifts this one in the air in foul territory. The first baseman bowling coming over to get it because there's about a mile of foul territory, and she'll make the catch. That's the one thing about it. We've talked about it before. Down the right field line, not so much. But right over here by this first base and third base dugouts, there is a ton of room over there. So anything that's popped up on the infield, don't give up on it because you might get to it. I'd say this rivals O.Co. Coliseum in Oakland, home of the Oakland Athletics. Except it's a lot newer. Yes. <laughs> and it will have and a team. And it's not concrete. <laughs> <laughs> it will have a team in it next year probably. <laughs> first pitch to Matty Kissy, taken for a strike. Over at first base, it's Livy Kearns on the back. The pitcher, Ellie Robbins, rocks and deals. The 0-1 showing bunt, pulled away, and it hops behind the catcher. A late break, the throw down to second, the tag. Not in time. Kearns reaches after the pass ball, or wild pitch, excuse me. Count one ball, one strike. Umpiring crew today, Keith McMahon on the Left side of the infield, on the right side of the infield, Tim Abner. And behind the plate calling balls and strikes, Richard Trout. The 1-1 lifted foul and out of play behind us. One ball, two strikes. One out in the inning. Jared Pettis, Glenn Berry, and Braden Cooley with you on this breezy, I wouldn't say breezy, but very chilly Monday evening. It was breezy earlier. Wind was blowing left field to right field, pole to pole. Now not so much. The 1-2 misses high, two balls, two strikes. I think both pitchers so far tonight have had a little bit of trouble of gripping the ball at times because of the cooler weather. It's not freezing cold, but uh, it is cooler, and sometimes I think they have a little trouble gripping that ball. Ellie Robbins rocks and deals. Swing and a miss. Strikeout number two for Robbins, and out number two. Strikeouts brought to you by Complete Vision Care, offering quality eye care, premium eyewear, and a customized visual solution for every patient. Locations in Lennington and Festus. Strikeouts are brought to you by Complete Vision Care. That'll bring in the seventh spot, Aubrey Doyle. She's the second baseman with a crouch stance and the bat held high, not as high as Craig Council, but the first pitch misses at the letters, ball one. Doyle back in. Feels like today the farm, or that Festus is going to wait out Ellie Robbins a little bit, maybe see if she'll get a little wild streak every once in a while. The 1-0 taken for a strike on the knees. One ball, one strike. Maybe that's the approach in this inning, and it has worked with a walk. In that first inning, though, Ellie Robbins only needed eight pitches to get through the inning 1-2-3. The 1-1. Swing and a miss. 1-2. and two. Doyle underneath that one. Sorry, Glenn. We always talk about the bottom of the lineup. This is the opportunity that Festus has for the bottom of the lineup to come through with uh, Aubrey Doyle here and Lexi Gouch on uh, deck. It's a 1-2 count with two outs in the inning. Runner at second, Kearns. The pitch from Robbins below the knees. 1-2, and two, turns to 2-2. Two and two. Great eye, Aubrey Doyle. Doyle doesn't have to uh, crank one out. All she needs to do is put it in play, get it between somebody into the outfield, and we got a tie ball game. 
2-2. Instead, she chases one high. Swing and a miss. Strikeout number three for Ellie Robbins. We head to the bottom of the second inning. Farmington still on top. 1-0 from Randy Ragsdale Field in Ingler Park in Farmington, Missouri. You're listening to high school softball coverage. It's the Class 4 District 1 semifinal. Farmington leading Festus on KFMO. Hi folks, this is Randy Holsey of Flooring Systems. High school sports teaches many lessons that last a lifetime, and that's why we are proud to be a part of high school athletics in the parkland. Stop by or call 573-760-1461. We're Flooring Systems of Farmington, a name you can stand on. Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus, proudly serving the Parkland's eye care needs since 1966. I'm Dr. Derek Wiles, and I'd like to thank you for trusting us with all your eye care needs. Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus, the ideal choice. American Family Insurance. You always dreamed about owning your first house, or car, or business, but you also had nightmares. Introducing the May Only My Good Dreams Come True policy from American Family Insurance. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. For details, contact Harry Peterson, agent. Call 573-756-6736 or stop by 700 West Karsh Boulevard in Farmington today. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. To everyone who craves a rich and creamy hometown treat, let our team member Nevea tell you how we do it at Culver's. Every scoop of Culver's fresh frozen custard is made in small batches throughout the day. Because where we come from, the little things make a big difference. Like bringing back a seasonal favorite. Our salted caramel pumpkin concrete mixer and pumpkin spice shake are back for a limited time. Handcrafted with farm fresh dairy and real pureed pumpkin just for you. From, from Wisconsin, Wisconsin with, with love, love, welcome to delicious. Visit your local Culver's on Karsh Boulevard in Farmington. High School Softball on KFMO brought to you by Shelter Insurance Agents David Scott Haggerty in Park Hills and Brian Larimore in Farmington. Kitchell Accounting and Tax in Ironton. Ozarks Federal Savings and Loan in Farmington. And by Mineral Area Office Supply in Park Hills. Seven eight nine for Farmington. Graham, wow, okay, just step on the bag. There it is. Look at that. Livy Kearns over there at first just snagged it on a hop down the first baseline. Graham retired three unassisted. That was a tough play for the first baseman, Livy Kearns, because not only was it hit hard, but he kind of handcuffed her when she got to it, and she was able to field it without even really bobbling the ball. She got it. She held on to it. She stepped on the bag, and that is one out. And so that'll bring up Audrey Morgan, the left fielder, following her. Olivia Hardupy, the guaranteed hitters of the inning. At least the last two of the guaranteed hitters. Graham let things off, and Morgan takes ball one. Still Ava Oberly in the circle for the Festus Tigers. Oberly needed 23 pitches to get through the first inning. It's a 2-0 count to Audrey Morgan. These are hitters that Oberly has to retire, 7-8-9. Of course, Farmington 7-8-9 hitters known to not be easy to retire. Two and one as Morgan swings through that one. Yeah, I've never, I, I know I've seen this home plate umpire before. And uh, one of the things that he does, I'll tell you here in just a second. Ground ball, second base side, playing that one hard First base side, rather hard the second baseman came over to get it. And Kearns makes the play at first after the toss to her. Score at four to three on the putout. Morgan is out number two. He's one of those guys that doesn't doesn't signal right away. He <laughs> says it, and if you're behind home plate and you don't have headphones on, you can hear it probably. But then he throws up the right arm. So there may be a few times when we think, "Oh, that's a ball." No, he called it a strike. That is Richard Trout behind home plate calling balls and strikes. It's one nothing in the bottom of the second, and it'll quickly end as Olivia Hardipy grounds out right back to Overly 
in the circle. We've played two full. It's one nothing Farmington as we head to the third. 8-9-1 due up for the fastest Tigers. The Knights lead one nothing on KFMO. Gilster Mary Lee Corporation is actively hiring CDL drivers for their growing local fleet. Positions are available in Perryville, Missouri and Steelville, Illinois. Applicants must be at least 18 years old and have a valid Class A CDL license. Starting at $14 per hour with overtime and steady raises, Gilster Mary Lee offers benefits including major medical and prescription insurance, vacation time, Christmas bonuses, and holiday pay. Call Mike Welker at 800-851-5371. That's 800-851-5371. The leaves are turning colors, and there's a morning chill in the air. This just lets you know fall is officially here. Hey, it's Ashley Sism from Sam Sism Ford Lincoln, the home of the lifetime warranty. What a perfect time of year to refresh and renew. Fall for a change and get something new to you. Right now, push, pull, or tow in your old ride. Get $3,000 minimum for your junker and tell it goodbye. Don't drive around in a clunker you hate. Push, pull, or tow it in now. Why would you wait? Take a stroll through our lot to find the car of your dreams or order it brand new. It's as easy as it seems. Don't let past credit blunders make you think this deal isn't for you. Fall for a change and we'll help get you approved. Push, pull, or tow in your old clunker today. Get $3,000 trade for it and get back on your way. This offer ends with October, so hurry here now. Fall for a change today. For customer care that will always be there, visit us at Sam Sism Ford Lincoln, the home of the lifetime warranty. Call 431-3177 or shop online at SismFord.com. Credit requires bank approval. Negative equity may be refinanced. See dealer for details. After two innings of play, the score is one nothing Farmington. Batting and leading things off, Lexi Gouch behind in the count, 0-2, takes ball one high. We see a lot of lefty-lefty and righty-righty stuff in the major leagues right now, but I wonder how difficult it is to hit a uh, underhand pitch coming at you from the left side, same side you're batting. The 1-2, Gouch swings and misses. Three straight strikeouts for Ellie Robbins. She now has four in the game. Strikeouts brought to you by Complete Vision Care. Voted best eye doctor in the parkland five years in a row. Complete Vision Care, the ideal choice. Kind of reminds me, I guess, if you're a lefty going against Ellie Robbins, it would be something like a, um, a submarine pitch almost. One at the knees to another lefty, right fielder Olivia Gillum, behind 0-1. Robbins needed 25 pitches to get through the first two innings. Check swing, she went. That'll make it an 0-2 count. Gillum, the right fielder, stands in from the left side, going up against the lefty, Ellie Robbins. The 0-2. On the ground, third base side. That one's foul. Kind of reminds me, I don't know if you've seen the old uh, highlight of the, uh, I think it was a Cleveland Indian player that had, Swung and missed at Nolan Ryan for years. Could not even make contact with anybody. And one night he fouled one off, and uh, they uh, caught it in foul territory. The 0-2 fouled off behind home plate, so Gillum stays alive. She's in the ninth spot in the Farmington order, or in the Festus order, rather. Man, these blue and uh, black and gold colors make it tough on the eyes. Yeah. Obviously, Festus Farmington wearing the white uniforms. He, he popped it up, and it was caught, and he went back to the dugout, and they were high-fiving him because he had actually made contact after so many years. That's kind of the way it feels here tonight, I think. Gillum takes a ball, one and two. She's making it awfully tough on Ellie Robbins in the circle to retire the nine spot in the order. On deck, it's Carly Isbell, the catcher. 
The one-two off the plate in foul territory. It's collected by the first baseman bowling. That's a foul ball. Back to the dish goes Olivia Gillum. That's three foul balls on action pitches. Speaking of Nolan Ryan, the team he hung around with in the 2011 World Series, the Rangers are up two games to none now. Five to four over the Astros tonight. That would be a fun championship series to watch. The ALCS between two Houston teams and make it four straight strikeouts as Robbins retires Olivia Gillum swinging out two. It's incredible how Houston has gone from that team that was so good in the mid-2000s or early 2000s with the Cardinals and then went to be just terrible. Yes. And now are really, really good again and seems to have an unlimited source of uh, minor leaguers. Here's a strike to Carly Isbell. She grounded out on one pitch back in the first to start the game behind 0-1-1 here in inning number three. Jared Pettis, Glenn Berry, Braden Cooley. The 0-1 misses, one ball, one strike. Braden Cooley doing a great job producing our broadcast today. I guess tonight, this evening. Yeah. He's the one updating everybody on Twitter. At, all right, on X, formerly known as Twitter. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Elon. I didn't mean to say it. This one's launched to left field. That'll send the left fielder over to her left. Audrey Morgan settles underneath it and makes the play. Man. Carly Isbell just missed that one. We'll continue that thought right after this. We've played two and a half, sending to the bottom of the third inning. Farmington leads 1-0. You're listening to High School Softball on KFMO. Rice is the competition is trying to beat. Well, at home furnishings, we treat you just like family. We're living rooms to bedrooms. Whether you're in pursuit of a transferable degree or need training to jumpstart a great career, your future starts at Mineral Area College. Max tuition is affordable, substantially less than a university, and we're close to home with locations in Park Hills, Fredericktown, Potosi, and Perryville. Interested in online classes? We offer those, too. We've been creating student success stories since 1922. There's no better time to start yours. Apply online at mineralarea.edu. Are you building a new home? If so, you need to know the importance of making it energy efficient. The only time to insulate your home to the highest standard is while it's being built. This is Lance Seacrest, and at Ozarks Modern Insulation, our goal is to make your energy costs as low as we possibly can. Request a free quote online anytime at ozarkinsulation.com. High School Softball on KFMO brought to you by Wade's Automotive in Farmington, Dalton Home Improvement in Park Hills, Cozy Memorial Chapel in Farmington, Curtis Glass in Park Hills, and by Graphic Options in Farmington. Bottom of the third inning, 9-1-2, Baker Partner, 1-2-3. Due up for the Farmington Knights, J.C. Jarvis leading things off for the Knights who lead 1-0. Jared Pettis, Glenn Perry, Brayden Cooley at the studio producing our broadcast. This one lazily flew into center field, but no one's going to get to it. That's a bloop single. Wow. Perfectly placed by J.C. Jarvis. One pitch and a base runner. Well, they don't all have to be line drives. I mean, as long as they hit the floor or hit the uh, ground somewhere where there's not a uh, fielder who can pick it and throw it real quick, it counts just like anything else. So a leadoff single in Farmington trying to get back in business. Jocelyn Grimes, the center fielder bats. I would expect bunt here if I'm Festus's defense and the third baseman. Keely Hankins is way in in front of the third base bag. Grimes shows bunt, 
pulls it back. Runner goes to throw down the dive. No tag. Man, they might have got Jarvis. But Riley Moore, the shortstop, did not apply a tag. A stolen base. And what was the call? It was a strike. I got to tell you, she actually started her slide, I think, a little too early out there. And I think that's what. <laughs> that's the turf, Glenn. <laughs> yeah, that slowed her down just a bit. That turf was not giving like the uh, other parts of this field are. 0 1. Grimes shows bun again, pulls back, and another strike at the knees. 0 2. Jarvis doesn't move up to third. She stays put at second. On deck, the dangerous Ellie Robbins. I would imagine if first base is open, they might just put her on. I don't know. It's awfully early in the inning, though, to be giving free base runners. Jared Pettis, Glenn Berry, and Braden Cooley. Sorry, Glenn. The 0-2. Swing and a miss. Grimes tried the slap swing approach and just swung through it. First strike out of the night for Ava Oberly. Well, that's something we didn't see Jocelyn Grimes do a lot earlier on this year. She would usually put that ball in play somehow. She'd get it down some way. If she hit it to third, if she hit it uh, just over the third baseman's head, which we've seen her do so many times, uh, usually that's the way she got on base. And it looks like they will pitch to Ellie Robbins, left-handed hitter. Ooh, man, she took an off-speed pitch right down the middle. That's one she won't often take. It's strike one. I think that was a matter of she was not expecting that one at all. So she, once she saw where it was, there was no way to pull the trigger. The 0-1 from Oberly. Ooh, man, Robbins just behind that fastball. 0-2. You don't often see Robbins get sat down on three straight pitches. Let's see what Oberly comes with here. Went off speed on the first one, fastball on the second one. I don't think I'd throw that off speed pitch again because if she does and Ellie is waiting on it, it'll be 3 nothing pretty quick. I definitely wouldn't leave it where I left it, or where uh, Oberly left it, rather. The 0-2 went a little bit off speed, but a little bit lower, and, and Robbins laid off. One ball, two strikes. That's a testament again to Ellie Robbins' eye. She knew that pitch was outside, so she just let it go, not try to make something out of it. The 1-2 from Oberly to Robbins, high, but fouled off. Robbins chased that one up, might have been ball two. Instead, she fouls it off to stay alive. I don't mind that. If it's close, swing at it. Don't let Richard Trout have a say in it. Yeah, I, I think those really good hitters are like that. If it's close, they're going to hack at it, unless it's a key situation where you could be uh, picking up a walk, maybe with a uh, 3-1 count or something like that. The 1-2. High for a ball, 2-2. Two and two. Robbins wisely laid off of that one. I always go back to uh, 2011 when uh, the uh, Cardinals were in the World Series, and Berkman's thought about what do you think about when you're in the batter's box. The 2-2 misses high, 3-2. They asked him after the game, what were you thinking when he got that uh, single in the 10th inning, I believe it was, yep. and tied it up again. <laughs> and they said, what were you thinking when you got in the box? And he said, nothing. And I think that's the key to being a good hitter. You're not thinking about anything. You just go up and do it. The payoff pitch, Robbins fouls it off in play but into the netting. We'll redo the 3-2 count. Me? I would go to the plate thinking everything that could possibly yeah. go wrong at this point. <laughs> Don't get hit. Don't get hit. Okay, if it's here, swing here. It, uh, yeah. Lay off of it. Lay off of it. And then the pitch is behind me already. Strike one right down the middle. Yeah. That's why I uh, 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 rode the pine. It's a 3-2 count. One out in the inning. Runner at second base, J.C. Jarvis. She singled, then stole second. Grimes struck out swinging. The 3-2 to Robbins. Oh, just mm. missed outside. Robbins works a walk. And that brings up the dangerous Jaden Tucker with two on and one out. You can hear the crowd to our right groan just a bit. That's the fastest crowd right now. They thought that hit the outside corner. The pitcher looked in at the home plate umpire as well, and he motioned with his left hand just off the outside corner. So a lot of guts to take that pitch as Ellie Robbins is down at first. 
Tucker takes strike one down the middle. That was another thing, Glenn. If we're supposed to go up to uh, the plate not thinking anything, well, it got into a 0-2 count or uh, any count with two strikes, and I was immediately in swing at anything or take everything. The 0-2, and Tucker lays off, but it's called a strike. Now, I think the real story behind that is is to keep your mind clear and keep your mind uh, void of all those thoughts like you and I had had so many years, I guess. <laughs> the 0-2, Tucker fouls this one up in the air behind home plate. The catcher does not remove the mask and can't catch it. That's a foul ball. We'll redo the 0-2 count, but Jaden Tucker has an extra life. I think when that ball went up, it had a little backspin on it. She looked up at it and thought, okay, I got it. Don't have time to rip the mask off. Kind of afraid to take her eyes off of it. And uh, something spooked her around home plate. I don't know if she thought somebody was standing close by or what, but she didn't quite get to it. That foul ball also was lifted just enough to get out of the uh, lights here. Small lights here at Randy Ragsdale Field, at least shorter lights than what you'd normally see or what you saw at Wilson Rosier for baseball. Obviously, the Farmington Knights on the softball side played at the uh, sports complex, which still had a little bit higher lights. The 1-2, Tucker in the air to center field, backing up the center fielder. Kissy, she'll go to the wall and make the catch. That's out number two, and the throw back into the infield holds J.C. Jarvis at second. Great play by Maddie Kissy. Well, Jaden Tucker almost got a hold of that one. She hit it to a deep part of the park. She hit it straight away, almost straight away center field, but good job by Maddie Kissy to get over there and get under it. That'll bring up Shelby Bowling, who is 0-0 today, walked Back in the first, she was stranded at first. And she'll stand in with two on and two away. I think if you're looking for a formula for what we would think of as an upset, according to the seeds anyway, and that is strand runners on the uh, number two seed if you can, if you're Festus. First pitch to bowling, misses high and outside, ball one. Uh, traditionally, the 2-3 matchup not really known as an upset. Same with the 4-5. But yeah. honestly, the way this season has gone for both sides and how Farmington has won both games, I would call it an upset. Bowling in the air, center field. Coming in, Maddie Kissy settles underneath it. Has to go back and can make the catch. One run scores, rounding third, being waved in. That's Ellie Robbins. She'll score as well. It's a two-run single for Shelby Bowling. Ooh, that was awfully close to an error if you want to rule it one by Maddie Kissy after making that great play. Just couldn't come up with that one. You know, and I think you touched on something. I think that when the ball gets up that high in the lights, it kind of goes in the dark for a second, and maybe the outfielders or infielders, either one, kind of lose it for just a half a second, and then it comes back in. Something spooked her out there as well as it came back down. That's very tough to judge a fly ball, especially once it gets out of the lights. And with the backdrop that we have here now with dark navy blue skies as it turns to night, it makes it even tougher to see that green ball. The 0-1 turns 1-1 as Emily Gillum lays off. It's 3-0 Farmington after what looked like a routine play out there in center was not made. I think it was a little bit uh, one of those strange fly balls that was just kind of hard to see when it came off the bat. The 1-1 scoots away from the catcher and Shelby Bowling will move up to second on the pass ball. Now if you're Festus you got to get this out. You got to come back and you got to get this out because you don't want the wheels coming off here in the third inning or the uh, um, bottom of the third inning. You want to make sure that uh, you get back onto uh, what you were doing and then get back into this ball game. The 2-1 laced towards first base. Home plate umpire Richard Trout says that bounced over the bag in foul territory. It's 2-2. 
It's a 2-2 count as Oberly gets the ball back in the circle. Runner at second base is Shelby Bowling. Mm. Pitch just missed outside, full count, three and two. That was a hard pitch to lay off of, too, even though it was just a little bit out of the strike zone. you got to give Gillum a little bit of credit for laying off of it because that was a hard one to let go by. It is a 3-2 count, the payoff pitch. First base is open. Graham awaits on deck. Ground ball up the middle. Olivia Gillum snags it. Or, I beg your pardon, Ava Robart snagged it. And and out as Ellie, uh, Emily Gillum grounds out. Where We've played three full. We head to the top of inning number four. Farmington leads 3-0. They score two in the third. You're listening to High School Softball Class 4 District 1 Semifinal on KFMO. The more life changes, the more your insurance needs change too. Hi, I'm Brian Laramore, your shelter insurance agent in Farmington. For auto, home, or life, I can help you find the coverage that's right for you and your family. Stop by and see me at 306 North Washington or give me a call at 573-756-2151. Let's review your current coverages and make sure you're getting the right coverage and the right price. We are the people behind the shield at Brian Laramore Shelter Insurance Agency in Farmington. Community Manor in Farmington is a skilled nursing facility certified for Medicare and Medicaid. Community Manor has an overall rating of one, quality rating of one, and a staff rating of one. Senior residents receive 24-hour medical care while also getting the rehabilitation care they need, which includes a range of motion exercises, speech therapy, and posture and body mechanics. Visit Community Manor in Farmington at 783 Weber Road or give them a call 573-756-8998. The employees and staff at your local Walmart Supercenters in Deloge, Farmington, and Potosi are proud to support our local high school students and proud to be a part of our area high school sports. Walmart Supercenters in Deloge, Farmington, and Potosi want to wish all of our local teams the best of luck this season. No matter what your sport, they support you at the Walmart Supercenters in Deloge, Farmington, and Potosi. Save money, live better at Walmart Supercenters in Deloge, Farmington, and Potosi. High School Softball on KFMO brought to you by the Family Fun Center in Bonterre. Your Edward Jones agents, Allison Kennan in Park Hills and John Brown in Farmington. Sam Chisholm Motors in Farmington. LeCarrie Auto Body in House Springs. And by Weems Insurance in Farmington. It's a 1-1 count to the leadoff hitter, Riley Moore. Leadoff hitter of the inning, second in the order. It was 1-2, and that's strike three. Wow. I think the scoreboard was a little behind everybody. I looked up Me and there too. was, there I was, was a also strike. Behind. <laughs> and I went, okay, was that a strike or a ball? And the scoreboard didn't make any mo- uh, motion yet, but uh, they caught up with that one when, uh, when uh, Riley Moore didn't catch up with that pitch. And a strikeout number six for Ellie Robbins in the circle. Strikeouts brought to you by Complete Vision Care. And here's a base hit, the first hit for Festus. And that comes from Keenly Hankins, a single to right field. When that ball was hit good, I mean, that pitch was on the outside corner. She went down and got it. She scooped it up over the second baseman's head into right field. Nothing cheap about that one whatsoever. So their first hit of the game, now they need to put something together, see if they can get a run, maybe two back here. And that'll bring up Livy Kearns, who walked in the second. First pitch to her fouled off. Glenn, for scoring purposes, what did Carly Isbell do in the third? Well, we talked about it in between innings, and I think – on that uh, pitch. No, that... no, no, the uh, batting. Oh, the batting? Curly, Isabel, in the uh, top top of the third inning. Sorry, Glenn. Let me double check here, and I will tell you for just a second. 
lined out to uh, left field. Remember, that was the uh, ball that was hit really yes. hard. Yes. Caught one right more up. count. Yeah, caught right up against the fence there by uh, Audrey Morgan. Yes, that is correct. Us scorekeepers forget to score a play at the end of the inning sometimes. Now, back to what we were talking about. Maddie Kissy in center field last inning. I, I think we ended up scoring that an error. The 1-1 misses. 2-1 snap throw down back in time safely as Hankins. Sorry to confuse you, Glenn. Yeah, I think it's, you know, I think that she would probably agree with that. I think she felt like she should have it. I think she overran it a little bit. She may have lost it in the lights just a bit, but uh, I think she would probably agree. The 2-1 check swing, and yes, Kearns definitely went around. Two balls, two strikes. One out in the inning, runner at first is Hankins. That was one of those routine plays where as soon as she went in on it, she knew she had to go back and was right there in the area, just couldn't get the glove on it. Two balls, two strikes. The pitch from Robbins in the air, right field side, but foul and out of play. We'll do the 2-2 count again. I don't think Festus is figuring things out, but I think they're getting a little more contact right now on Ellie Robbins here in the fourth inning. They've got their first hit, and they're getting a couple of good at-bats here in this inning as well. So I think this will be interesting to see if Ellie Robbins can uh, maybe keep them off balance a little bit. Robbins rocks and deals the 2-2. Right down the middle, called strike three. Throw it up backwards, and Kearns is strikeout number seven for Robbins today, and there's two outs in the top of the fourth inning. That's a seventh strikeout, the first one looking. The rest of them have been the swinging variety, and that's something that Ellie Roberts or Ellie Robbins needed right there because I don't think she was losing it. It's just a good way to kind of keep that momentum on your side. Ball high as Ava Oberly, the pitcher for the Festus Tigers, takes ball one at the letters and maybe a little bit outside. Over at first base, it's Keeley Hankins, the first hit of the game for the Festus Tigers. They're going to need a couple more of those to get some runs across. Oberly takes one just a little bit outside. Two balls, no strikes. That inning break moments ago brought to you by Missouri Farm Bureau agent Mike Sonsegra in Farmington and Jonathan Steffen in Deloge. Contact them today for a free quote on auto home business or life insurance. And we do owe you an out-of-town scoreboard check courtesy of Mineral Area Overhead Door in just a minute. Two balls and one strike. And we'll go ahead and give it to you now. Class 3 District 1 Tournament. In semifinals, the top seed Fredericktown Lady Black Cats beat the five seed Perryville Pirates 11 to three. That means Fredericktown's going to the district championship game tomorrow. That on the out-of-town scoreboard, courtesy of Mineral Area Overhead Door at 1020 Woodlawn Drive, just north of Farmington, providing over 40 years of great service to their customers. Visit them at mineralareadoor.com. This one in the air, left field, settling underneath it. Morgan, she'll put it away and throw the ball back in, but that is out number three. We've played three and a half. Farmington leads three nothing on KFMO. LaCary Auto Body, your PPG paint distributor for the parkland for over 30 years, is proud to help their many clients, like Brad Wooten Auto Body, located in the beautiful Arcadia Valley. Brad Wooten has a 10,000-square-foot state-of-the-art facility with factory-trained technicians and loaner cars on site. It's Brad Wooten Auto Body at 401 North Main in Ironton. Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of local high school sports on KFMO. Call financial advisors John Brown or Madison Brown in Farmington at 573-756-9002 for all your investment needs. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member FDIC. Stalling down at Midwest Sports Center again here in Farmington. Summer is coming to an end, but with the 24s arriving, we have some really good deals on all Polaris 23s and some leftover 22s. While you're in, you can check out some of the 24s like the brand new Polaris Expedition or the redesigned Polaris Razor XP. Come take one for a drive today at 124 Walker Drive or give us a call at 
756-7975. On the road, off the road, or on the water, Midwest Sports Center, your ultimate outdoor toy store. Stop by Midwest Sports Center today at 124 Walker Drive in Farmington. You work hard to make sure your family has everything they need. Life insurance from American Family Life Insurance Company can help financially protect your loved ones by replacing a portion of your income if you were to pass away. That means your family will have the help they need to maintain their quality of life and pursue their dreams. Get the peace of mind you deserve by protecting what matters most. American Family Insurance. See Bill Betts on East Main Street in Park Hills or call 573-431-4893. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. High School Softball on KFMO brought to you by Complete Vision Care in Lennington, First State Community Banks, State Farm Insurance Agent Chris Morrison in Farmington, Gladco Community Credit Union locations in Park Hills and Farmington, and by Farm Bureau Insurance Agents Mike Sotsiger on Farmington and Jonathan Steffen in Deloge. Avery Graham, Audrey Morgan, Olivia Hartaby do up for the Farmington Knights. Quickly 0-1-1, now even at 1-1 to Avery Graham. Takes both pitches. First one at the knees for a strike, second one way high, not even close to the zone for a ball. I wonder how much uh, Bill Best is enjoying the uh, Masu Tigers this year. The 1-1. Fouled off. Make it 1-2. and two. I would say probably quite a bit. Bill was a, uh, for those of you that don't know, Bill was a linebacker for the Mizzou Tigers oh. and uh, was a darn good linebacker. Actually uh, went to the NFL and I think he had a little uh, brief uh, time with the Cowboys and also the Falcons. Those are the two I remember. But uh, he was a heck of a linebacker when he played for Mizzou, and I'm sure he's really enjoying the Tigers this year. The one-two, swing and a miss. Strikeout number two for Ava Oberly, and Avery Graham is down swinging. That's out number one of the inning, and strikeout number two for Oberly. Strikeouts brought to you by Complete Vision Care, the ideal choice for your routine exams and anything regarding your eye care since 1966. One away in the fourth inning. We're in the bottom of the fourth. Farmington leads 3 nothing. Jared Pettis, Glenberry, Braden Cooley with you as the sun is completely gone and there's no stars in the sky. Excuse me, swing over the head of the first baseman. That is going to result in a single for Audrey Morgan. Man, she went up there with her boat oar and just somehow got a piece of that pitch that was nearly in the left-handed batter's box. And you know what? That was an off-speed pitch, and I think she just decided at the last minute because she had plenty of time to adjust she thought, I'm going after that, and I'm just going to put the uh, bat on the ball. She got it right over the first baseman's head, and it fell in fair territory. And she's down at first base. That'll bring up Olivia Hartapie, the second baseman. Shows bunt, puts it down late off the catcher. That's a foul ball. And strike one, Hartapie grounded out back to the pitcher, Ava Roberly, or Oberly, rather, excuse me, in the second inning. Oberly in the circle, rocks and deals. The 0-1 at the letters. Ooh, called a strike. 0-2. What a pitch by Oberly. Oberly back in. Oberly against Hartapie. Hartapie fouls this one off to stay alive with the 0-2 count. Farmington today scored a run in the first, an RBI double by Jaden Tucker, three, in, uh, two rather, in the second on the error by center fielder Maddie Kissy. The 0-2 misses high, one ball, two strikes. Fastest on the other end got their first base runner in the second on a walk by Livy Kearns, then their first hit in the fourth, Keeley Hankins. They've both been stranded. It's 3-0 Knights in the top of the fourth. The 1-2 on the ground at the second base side could be two. Instead, they'll take the shirt out at first. 
That'll work as a productive out as Morgan moves up to second and Olivia Hardipe grounds out to the second baseman. Well, putting the ball in play always is much better than, you know, not touching the ball because when you put the ball in play, things can happen. That time, Festus decides to go for the easy out at first base, get the sure out, don't turn it into something else. But with the runner down at second base, J.C. Jarvis comes to the plate. Jarvis, the shortstop, one for two today, grounded out to the pitcher in the first, singled, then scored in the third. First pitch to her, Ooh, man, she was swinging for the fences and swung way underneath that pitch at her chin, 0-1-1. I think she was uh, bound to determined to swing no matter where that pitch was. She was ready and uh, wanted to get after it. Well, she's at the front of the batter's box. It's an 0-1 count. Oberly rocks and deals. This time getting a piece of it was Tucker in foul territory, but we mentioned plenty of foul ground, and Kearns hangs on. And that'll do it in the fourth inning. We've played four full, head to the fifth. Farmington leads 3-0 on the Parkland Sports Leader, AM 1240 KFMO. High school softball, class four, district one semifinal. Somebody goes home tonight, and we head to the fifth right after this. Hi, this is John Yao. Did you know we have office furniture, chairs, credenzas, and conference tables? Did you know that we have office supplies? Mineral Area Office Supply is proud to support high school sports in the parkland. Curtis Glass Center of Park Hill, serving the parkland area since 1978. For your auto, home, or business is the only local glass shop that offers in-house calibrations on foreign and domestic windshields. Curtis Glass Center is your choice for windshield replacement or repair, custom flat or tempered glass or home window repair, and the best customer service. Don't trust your glass to anyone else. Curtis Glass Center, 601 Main Street in Park Hills, or call 573-431-5616. To everyone who believes family is what mealtime is all about, let our guest Amy share what she loves about Culver's. From the moment my family walked in, we knew Culver's was the place for us. There's just something nice about a cooked-to-order butter burger and creamy, fresh-frozen custard that tastes like it was made just for you. But time with family? Now that's what's really special. Stop in and experience what mealtime means at Culver's. From From Wisconsin Wisconsin with with love, love, welcome to delicious. Visit your local Culver's on Karsh Boulevard in Farmington. Maddie Kissy, Aubrey Doyle, Lexi Gouch leading things off for the Festus Tigers. It's 1-0 to Kissy. Ellie Robbins working quickly, rocks and deals, and fouling that one off Kissy. One ball, one strike. Well, Kissy batting in this fifth. She's 0-1 today, trying to make up for that two-run error in the third. You don't have to do too much, though, to make up for it. Just get on base and let your team do the work. Start the uh, the line, if you will. Start, start moving that line. And then keep the line moving. The 1-1 outside for a ball, 2-1-1. John Rooney and the Cardinals Radio Network like to use that line. Keep the line moving. Something Festus, the Tigers, need to do here. Farmington leads 3-0. We're in the top of the fifth. This one blooped to left field, and there it is. Look at that. A leadoff single for Maddie Kissy, and that'll bring up Aubrey Doyle. Well, they've gotten a uh, hit in the last inning from uh, Keeley Hankins. That is their second hit of the game. Now you got the bottom of the lineup coming up. And this bottom of the lineup needs to do something to try to get it through the bottom and get it back to the top because if you can keep that line moving, you might have a potential for some RBIs coming up. Doyle first pitch swinging, fouled off towards the netting. Takes a hop and then hits the net. That's a foul ball. No balls, one strike. That inning break brought to you by Missouri Farm Bureau agent Mike Sonsegraw on St. Genevieve Avenue in Farmington and Jonathan Steffen on North State Street in Deloge. 
Contact them today for a free quote on auto, home business, or life insurance. It's an 0-1 count. We're in the top of the fifth. Robbins rocks and deals. Takes strike one. Doyle does 0-2. Got to watch out down to first base if you're Maddie Kissy. She got a little too far off. That time, uh, Jaden Tucker threw it down there. She likes to do that, so you better uh, stay awake if you're at first base. And Tucker's got some quick movement behind the dish. The 0-2 just missed. One ball, two strikes. Missed high and outside. Well, if you're down at the bottom of this lineup, you just want to put the ball in play. You don't want to ground it to a double play, but if you can somehow get it in play, make them make the play, sometimes it turns in your favor. The 1-2, swing and a miss. Strikeout number eight tonight for Ellie Robbins. Strikeouts brought to you by Complete Vision Care, the ideal choice for glasses, contacts, and suitable eye health since 1966. Locations in Lennington and Festus. Well, here comes Gouch again. The last time she came up, she struck out, and I made the uh, point of what is it like to face a lefty that kind of has that underhand. Well, of course, they're all underhand, but it has that kind of sidearm almost motion with her uh, underhand pitches, and uh, that's got to be a difficult task for her. It's an 0-1 count as Gouch takes strike one. It's almost like facing Madison Bumgarner as a lefty. Snap throw down to first, back safely in time was Kissy. It's 0-2 as Gouch swings through that one. The 0-2 count, designated player Gouch standing in. Robbins rocks and deals. Swing and a miss. Back-to-back strikeouts. Gouch down on strikes for the second time in the game. Strikeout number nine and batting Olivia Gillum. She just stopped and told uh, Olivia Gillum something. I don't know if she saw something or maybe, uh, you know, Elliot's tipping some pitches or something, but she stopped and talked to her and said, hey, look out for this. Taking ball one, Gillum at the knees. Gillum's also another lefty up there, so lefty on a lefty again. And like you said, it's like uh, seeing somebody uh, throw a uh, submarine pitch to you when you're batting this way. 1-0 fouled off, coming back to us. That's one uh, one ball, one strike. Gillum struck out swinging back in the third. She was the fifth strikeout tonight by Ellie Robbins. This could be a very important uh, at-bat for Festus. If Gillum could get on. That would bring the top of the lineup up. The 1-1. Gillum loops this one towards center field. Long run for Jocelyn Grimes. That was really the left fielder's ball, Morgan, but she was playing deeper than Grimes. Grimes got to it. We head to the bottom of the fifth as she retires Olivia Gillum. It's 3-0 Farmington through five, or through four and a half, rather, on KFMO Sports, the uh, high school sports leader in the parkland. Precious memories left behind Bring us joy and peace of mind When we celebrate the lives of those we love Proud to be a part of high school sports, Cozy Memorial Chapel and Crematorium, 217 West Columbia in Farmington. Fisher Auto Parts, your hometown parts store in Park Hills and Potosi, dedicated to providing you the absolute best in value and service. So the next time you're in need, depend on the pros at Fisher Auto Parts. That's Fisher Auto Parts in Park Hills and Potosi. We care and take care of you when it comes to your insurance needs. I'm Chris Morrison, your local State Farm agent in Farmington. Our agency will take the time to sit down with you and develop an insurance plan best suited for you and your family. Learn more online at chrismorrisonagency.com. We're proud to be a part of high school sports. The staff at Prairie Farms Dairies are proud to be a part of the communities they serve, supplying fresh milk and dairy products to local grocery stores and markets that they, too, shop at. Prairie Farms Dairies in Park Hills, a proud sponsor of high school sports. Banking with people like you. 
We are happy to support all of the area's athletes and are proud to be a part of high school sports. Banking with people like you. High School Softball on KFMO brought to you by Complete Vision Care in Lettington, First State Community Banks, State Farm Insurance Agent Chris Morrison in Farmington, Gladco Community Credit Union locations in Park Hills and Farmington, and by Farm Bureau Insurance Agents Mike Sotziger on Farmington and Jonathan Steffen in Deloge. Jocelyn Grimes, Ellie Robbins, Jaden Tucker leading things off here in the bottom of the fifth inning. Farmington leads 3-0. That's Glenn Berry. I'm Jared Pettis. Braden Cooley back at the studio doing a great job tonight producing our broadcast from Studio Central. 3-0, Farmington leads. Grimes, slapstick approach to the other way and finds a hole. First hit for Grimes. She's one for three with the leadoff single. And how many times have we seen her do that this year? She comes up to the plate. It's like she's looking for a spot on the field, looking for a spot on the field that she can uh, hit it through, and she finds it and puts the ball right there. And so that means the dangerous Ellie Robbins will bat. With a runner on base, the second time this game she's batted with runners on, takes strike one, belt high. I think this is an important inning here. You got two, three, and four guaranteed to bat here, but uh, I don't think Festus can fall down by another run or two here because that would really make the task daunting. Ooh, Robin swinging for the fences, and she fouls it off 0-2. It's a good time for that swing. Expected something up. Unfortunately for her, it was a little bit too high. Stands back in, behind on the count, 0-2. She's one for one today, scored twice, doubled in the first, walked in the third. The 0-2. Fouled off again, just behind it. We'll redo that 0-2 count. Out-of-town scoreboard check on the uh, out-of-town scores that aren't softball. Volleyball tonight, Lesterville at Bismarck and Crystal City plays host to St. Paul. Boys soccer, North County at Festus, St. Paul at home against DeSoto and Perryville at Fredericktown. The 0-2 make it 1-2. and two. Isbell thinking about throwing it down, but Grimes wasn't off the bag far enough. One ball, two strikes. That out-of-town scoreboard brought to you by Missouri Farm Bureau agent. Uh, I beg your pardon. Mineral area overhead door at 1020 Woodlawn Drive, just north of Farmington. They install garage doors, awnings, and patio covers, windows, fencing, and more. For a full list of services, visit mineralareadoor.com. And Robbins evens the count two and two. She lays off of that one, skipping to the plate. I think if you're Robbins, and now we got, you know, a righty against the lefty here, but I think if you're Robbins, you're looking for a specific pitch right here. See if you can't jerk it. 2-2, hard grounder on the second base side of the infield, and it's through for a hit and going corner to corner, Jocelyn Grimes. what some That's some really good base running. Well, it is, and i got to tell you, I, I pretty much figured when that ball was hit, she was headed to third. Jocelyn is tall. She's got long legs, so those strides are pretty big when she uh, strides around second base. So, in other words, it was going to take a great play by that center fielder to come up with that ball and get it back as quickly as possible. But by the time she got to it, Grimes was already past second base. And we're going to have a meeting in the circle between the infield and the head coach. And we might see, I wouldn't think we'd see a pitching change. Maybe it's more of a, do we want to face Tucker or Walker and load the bases? First base isn't open, second base is. I don't think there's any chance that Jaden Tucker gets walked. But you never know. It's high school softball. Crazier things have happened. Well, I've seen Jeff Montgomery before. Uh, doing games, and I think it was actually uh, baseball the last time I saw him doing a uh, a game. And, and that particular game, he liked to talk to his players quite a bit during the game. He'll come out and talk to them about situations like this. Uh, obviously, he has a, a limit of how many times he can do that, but he will do it several times during a game. All right, let's go, Tiger! Meeting adjourned. 
Runners back to the bag. Fielders back to positions. 3-0 in the bottom of the fifth inning. The Farmington Knights lead the Festus Tigers. Two seed leading the three seed in the Class 4 District 1 semifinal. And Festus, Eva Oberly still in the circle. As calling time was Jaden Tucker. She steps out, now back in. First pitch to Tucker. High for a ball. Yeah, Oberly made some kind of a hand motion to the catcher about something, and then uh, the catcher said something back. By the time they did all of that, uh, Tucker was like, no, I'm stepping out because you're taking too much time on me. The 1-0. High for a ball. Fake throw down the second. I wonder if that's what the message was in the circle as Ellie Robbins swipes second uncontested. Count now two balls and no strikes. That one missed high for a ball. First base now open. How do you think about putting Tucker on now that you're behind 2-0? With first base open, but nobody out. The 2-0, instead they pitch to her, and that one just missed outside 3-0. Jeff Montgomery puts his head down at the dugout. Didn't like that call. Yeah, that was close, close, close. That ball looked like it might have caught the outside corner, but home plate umpire Richard Trout just said, nope, off the outside. Do you you maybe not put this pitch near the strike zone? I wouldn't give her a good pitch to hit at all, no. 3-0, it's low. That's ball four. That one was near the strike zone, not as far away as I thought they were going to go with it. But the bases are loaded for Shelby Bowling. Makes you wonder, is was that an unintentional intentional walk? We've seen that before. Used to see it in Major League Baseball from time to time. Don't see that anymore. But uh, you, you got somebody up at the plate, you're not going to give her anything to hit. And so you unintentionally walk her to first base to make sure that uh, she doesn't uh, do any further damage. Lily Snot will courtesy run for Jaden Tucker, the catcher at first base. Shelby Bowling bats, takes ball one as that one skips to the plate. The bases are loaded. There's nowhere to put Bowling. This is this is where Shelby Bowling is literally chomping at the bit. She's looking for a pitch to drive. The 1-0 takes high, 2-0. Good eye by Shelby Bowling to lay off that one up. Sometimes batters will see something high and think, oh, beach ball coming my way, and it never drops. I think if I'm a, I'm thinking about Shelby right now. I'm looking at this pitch. If this pitch is hittable, I'm going to crank it. It was hittable. Instead, she takes two and one. Oberly through the fastball. Bowling must not have been expecting the heat. Bowling back in. It's a two-one count. Time is called. Another meeting in the circle between the catcher and pitcher. Now, that's Carly Isbell and Ava Oberly. What do you do if you're at the plate with the bases loaded and nobody else in the inning? Well, I'm wondering if this isn't a uh, signal-type thing. You know, hey, because she started this, uh, not this at-bat, but the at-bat before by holding up one finger and then holding up three as though she was trying to, say, use a different set of signals or something like that. And uh, now the catcher goes out to make sure they're on the same page because a mistake here could really be a damaging blow. It's currently 3 nothing Farmington. Ta, bottom of the fifth inning, rather, a 2-1 count. Shelby Bowling standing in. Farmington needs some insurance against the Festus Tigers. The 2-1 lifted in the air. Foul territory. It's playable. Catcher throws the mask off and makes the catch. Carly Isfell that time puts it away. Out number one. And Emily Gillum will stand in. She's got a three-run homer under her belt this season. Bases are loaded. One out in the bottom of the fifth. Well, that is a big out for Festus. If they can somehow recover from this without giving up any runs, they've got some momentum on their side right now. But what they got to do is they've got to get Emily Gillum, possibly Avery Graham, to get out of this inning without any further damage. Gillum stands in. 
Jeff Montgomery hollers out the sign for the pitcher. Oberly rocks and deals. Gillum takes high and away. One ball, no strike. District playoff time. Somebody goes home tonight. Somebody moves on and plays in the championship tomorrow. They'll play the four-seeded Cape Notre Dame Bulldogs who beat the top seed and second-ranked team in Class 4, Hillsborough. Ooh, man, there was a beautiful pitch by Overly. Froze Gillum 1-1. One one. So how aggressive are you here as a, as a batter right now? Are you looking for something to drive, or are you going to make her earn her keep, so to speak? The 1-1. One, one. There's what she's looking for, something to drive. That hops in front of the center fielder. Kissy throws it into the plate. One run scores. The throw's cut off. Two run score. An RBI single. Make it a two RBI single as Gillum slides back safely. I was just about to say, anything close that's in the zone that I can hit, I'm swinging at. That's what Gillum did there. It's 5 nothing Farmington. And I think that's the difference between the aggressive hitters and the good hitters are the ones that go out there, and they're not waiting for the pitcher to make a mistake and say, okay, walk me. They're out there looking for a pitch, and when they see that pitch, they go after it. If they hit it hard and get it up the middle, just like Gillum did that time, then so be it. If not, well, you live to play another day. Pinch runner over to first. Running in the spot of Emily Gillum. It'll likely be Gracie Mann, the flex. That's who it is. So Mann over at first base. Running at second, Lily Stott. She's running for the catcher, Jaden Tucker. Batting, Avery Graham, the third baseman. She's 0 for 2 today. And only one out still, so this inning is far from being over. Festus needs to crank it down. They're down 5 nothing right now. We're in the bottom of the fifth inning. Graham takes strike one on the inside part of the plate. I like the way this uh, Farmington team stacks up offensively, not just defensively, but offensively as well, because you're down here at Avery Graham. She is the uh, number seven hitter, and you've still got a, a clutch bat there. Graham shows bunt, punches, punches it to the pitcher, Oberly out of the circle, and the sack bunt works to perfection. That'll bring up Audrey Morgan with two outs. Runners now at second and third for the left fielder, Morgan. She's one for two today, singled back in the fourth. We play here in the bottom of inning number five, Farmington up, five zip. Well, now if you can get out of this inning, it's five nothing. You've got to come back and start your offense up a little bit. But if you're Farmington, you get another hit here, that might just put the nail in the coffin. Morgan punches this one off her fingertips to the first base dugout. That's a foul ball, 0-1-1. Running at third base, Lily Stott. At second base, Gracie Mann. The 0-1. High to the backstop, and it gets the netting. Ooh, man, they had a chance to score Stott from third. That one didn't bounce off the netting like I think she expected. Instead, it kind of hung up in the loose netting behind home plate and just died along the wall. And Carly Isbell got back there quickly, too. As soon as that ball hit the ground and went back to the backstop, she was on it. So that would have been a close play at home plate. She decided not to chance it. It's 1-1 now the count, the pitch. At the knees, that's called a strike, 1-2. and two. On deck, if we get there, Olivia Hartepe. There's two outs in the inning. This would be a huge out for Ava Oberly to get in the circle. Her club trailing five. The 1-2 from Oberly on the ground, first base side, playable by the first baseman. She steps on the bag, but the umpire says foul ball. 
The count remains one and two. And that is the only uh, umpire that can make that call at this point, especially with uh, a three-umpire system. you got a guy behind second, a guy over third, but uh, usually that is the home plate umpire's call anyway. And Richard Trout made the right call. That was not in fair territory. The one-two. Swing and a miss. Festus gets out of the jam. That's out number three. We head to the sixth inning, but the Tigers need some runs. One, two, three. Isbell, Moore, and Hankins do up. Farmington leading Festus 5-0 on KFMO. Looking for reliable accounting and tax services? Look no further than Kitchell Accounting and Tax Service in Ironton. For top-notch financial solutions, call 573-546-3104 or visit kitchellaccounting.com for more info. Kitchell Accounting and Tax Service, your trusted partner in financial success. Hey guys, Cody Newkirk here, Car Smart of Jackson and Farmington. I would like to send out a huge thank you to all that have purchased cars from us this year. We've had a fantastic year. Go to thinkcarsmart.com and check out how I've revamped our inventory. Now 80% of our cars are under 20,000 and all Lake model vehicles. Do not miss out. Go to thinkcarsmart.com and pick out your next car today. That's Car Smart of Jackson and Farmington. When you're in the market for a car, think smart, think Car Smart, and shop us first. Car Smart, where buying a car isn't rocket science. You know Mineral Area Overhead Door has sold and installed garage doors and openers since 1978, but we also have windows, patio covers, screen rooms, and more. Check out our beautiful showroom on Highway 67 in Farmington or visit mineralareadoor.com. Need a hinge, cable, remote? Yeah, we've got that. Mineral Area Door has a huge inventory of parts for your convenience. Call 431-6123 or visit our website at mineralareadoor.com. Serving you since 1978. High School Softball on KFMO brought to you by Wade's Automotive in Farmington, Dalton Home Improvement in Park Hills, Cozy Memorial Chapel in Farmington, Curtis Glass in Park Hills, and by Graphic Options in Farmington. It's 5-0 Farmington to start the sixth inning. First pitch from Ellie Robbins to Carly Isbell, who's 0 for 2. Strike one right down the middle. Inning break brought to you by Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance Agents, Mike Santagraw on St. Genevieve Avenue in Farmington, and Jonathan Steffen on North State Street in Deloge. This one's laced to center field for a leadoff single by Isbell. And that, oh, wait a minute. Wow, the throw into first as I look down. And just beating it out was Isbell. Wow, that was awfully close. That's when you take it for granted and think, oh, you know what? That's a hit, so I'm going to jog down to first base. And a very aggressive center fielder is Jocelyn Grimes throwing it over to first and darn near catching her asleep. That's something Festus can't do is make mistakes at this point. They need some runners, and they need some hits to get some runs in. Isbell at first. The pitch from Robbins fouled off behind home plate and out of play into the seats. And a great play up there in the top row of the foldy chairs here behind home plate at Randy Ragsdale Field. I got to tell you, I I don't think I would have tried that. It's cold enough that if that ball came to me and I'd be bailing out at 100 miles an hour. Hands staying in my pocket, I just lean out of the way. Maybe a hat. Maybe I'd take my (laughs) hat off and try to catch it. The 0-1 high for ball one. Riley Moore stands in. She's the shortstop. I'd be like George Costanza in Seinfeld when the fire hit and he was running over everybody to get out of the way, so... 1-1, 1-1, the pitch. Call the strike on the outside part of the plate. There are quite a few people out there that got that reference. I'm sure. <laughs> I don't think you're one of them. I missed but... it. I missed it. I'm sorry. I was I was not paying attention. Line shot. This is a double play. Throw to first. Except it gets away. Not a double play. Isbell over to second after the line out. And the ball stays in play. So Isbell gets to second. That was an easy double play if the shortstop Jarvis had made a good throw over to first. 
Well, the line out was caught, and I thought when it left the bat, that was headed to center field. Good job that time by Jarvis. She gets over there and grabs it. But then her throw back to first base kind of was into the runner, and I think she was worried about hitting the runner and threw it low and threw it in the dirt, and it bounced past Shelby, Shelby Bowling to the dugout. One out. Keely Hankins stands in. She's one Ouch. for two today, and she gets hit. I bet that hurt. Two on. Livy Kearns comes up. Big spot. That's the first hit batter by either side. Livy Kearns is 0 for 1 today, struck out looking in the fourth, walked in the second, was stranded at second base. And I said earlier tonight, that's something you don't want to see on a night like tonight, but she took it pretty well. She got it off the elbow, and she's down there at first base. Now she's going to put a little something on that arm as she gets ready, and uh, Ellie Robbins kind of standing behind uh, the pitcher's mound, the rubber anyway, and she's just holding her arms kind of folded across her chest. That brings up Kearns, swinging at the first pitch, and behind the fastball, 0-1-1. Yeah, Hankins over there at first base, just putting on the uh, little runner's guard for her throwing hand. After taking that one on the elbow, the 0-1 from Robbins. Called strike two. Kearns took it at the knees. It's the old Evan mitt. But we, we see that <laughs> yeah. quite a bit in Major League Baseball. I always thought it looked kind of strange. Me too, me too. The first player I remember seeing it from is Rafael Fercal yep. when he played for the Cardinals in 2011. The 0-2, this one in the air to center field, but Jocelyn Grimes is there. She'll put it away. An atom ball, unfortunate for Livy Kern to got a good piece of that one. I tell you what, if you're going to get, uh, if you're going to fool Jocelyn Grimes in center field, you're going to have to hit the ball in a crazy manner out there because she gets a great jump on everything that's hit her way. Even a base hit up the middle or a base hit to her left or right, she's over and cutting it off. And you were talking about the last inning, a fly ball to the left field looked like it should have been caught by the left fielder Morgan, and Grimes was over there behind short (laughs) making the catch. Ava Oberly will stand in with two outs and two on. Her club trailing 5-0 in the top of the sixth. Ground ball, that'll get through. That'll load the bases unless they send the runner home. No, bases loaded as Oberly punches this one to left field for a two-out single, and that'll bring up the center fielder, Maddie Kissy, who singled an inning ago. Well, this is an opportunity for Festus. They've got two outs. They've got runners on all the bags right now, and this is where they need a big hit from Maddie Kissy. If Maddie can come through, she singled her last time up, if she can come through and drive in a couple of runs, pick away a little bit here. Pick away in the uh, seventh if you can. Maybe tie this thing up. Kissy, the right-handed hitter, stands in. The rock and deal from Robbins. The pitch taken outside for a ball. Good eye by Kissy. I think Festus over the evening has figured out a little bit about Ellie Robbins, what to look for, maybe guessing right in some situations. The 1-0. That one just missed low. Good frame job by Jaden Tucker back there. Just didn't get the call. Two balls, no strikes. Kissy can expect something to hit. This is where I think you see a difference between major league hitters and high school hitters. High school hitters usually a little more aggressive here. 2-0 instead of ball. Two and, or a strike at the knees. 2-1 and one as Kissy lays off. And I, think major, I don't mind that. I don't mind that. No, I don't all. either. I, and I think the major league hitters are aggressive, but I think sometimes they're overly aggressive in these situations. I agree. The 2-1, Kissy in the air, foul behind us. Two balls, two strikes with the bases loaded, and two outs in the top of the sixth. Huge spot for Ellie Robbins in the circle, but she's accustomed to the big moments. What I do mind is when you get, like, maybe two or three walks in a row, and then the guy comes up and swings at the first pitch. That That's something that makes me a little bit... Uh, 
aggravated, I guess. 2-2, called strike three, Robbins with the brisk walk back to the dugout as she strands. The base is loaded for Festus. We've played five and a half. The Farmington Knights lead 5-0, trying to put it away as they bring up to the bottom of the sixth inning. 9-1-2, Olivia Hartepe, J.C. Jarvis, and Jocelyn Grimes when we come back. The Knights leading the Festus Tigers, and the Knights three defensive outs away from moving on and facing Cape Notre Dame in the championship game tomorrow. Dan, which do you prefer, classic round or thin crust pizza? Hmm, that's tough, Charlotte. I love both. Well, great news. Little Caesars has a terrific deal with a large, crispy, and thin crust pepperoni pizza for only $7.99. Thin and crispy pepperoni for $7.99? Yep, and it's every day, hot and ready at Little Caesars in Farmington and Delos. I'm cruising my 59 to Little Caesars for a thin and crispy pepperoni for only $7.99. Dan, can I have a ride? After I drop the kids off, I have to run across town for a meeting, hit the gym during lunch, Jake has soccer tonight, and Emily has gymnastics? Oh, did I turn on the crockpot this morning? <laughs> With a never-ending to-do list, it's easy to forget something important, like setting up a life insurance plan with Shelter Insurance. Your local shelter agent can show you how to create a safety net for your family. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. Find the award-winning service you need with the Haggerty Agency in Park Hills. Complete Vision Care in Lettington Festus would like to thank you for voting us the best eye doctor of the parkland, now six years in a row. Visit us in person or online at completevisioncaremo.com. Complete Vision Care in Lettington Festus, the ideal choice. LaCarrie Auto Body, your PPG paint distributor for the Parkland for over 30 years, is proud to help their many clients like Dale Mosier Auto Body with over 30 years of direct auto body experience. Dale Mosier provides today's technology for today's vehicles. Dale Mosier Auto Body, 221 Mulberry Street in Park Hills. High School Softball on KFMO brought to you by Complete Vision Care in Lettington, First State Community Banks, State Farm Insurance Agent Chris Morrison in Farmington, Ledco Community Credit Union locations in Park Hills and Farmington, and by Farm Bureau Insurance Agents Mike Sotsiger on Farmington and Jonathan Steffen in Deloge. New pitcher in the circle for the Festus Tigers. It's the second baseman, Aubrey Doyle. That means the pitcher, Ava Overly, moves to second. We're in the bottom of the sixth inning, leading things off. Olivia Hartepe, the second baseman for the Farmington Knights, takes strike one right at the letters. You know, I don't think Ava overly pitched a poor game tonight. I think she pitched pretty well. She did get hit a couple of times with runners in scoring positions, but uh, that uh, two-run error really hurt her in that game. It sure did. The 0-1 taken high, one ball, one strike. We'll get you the final line momentarily on... uh, Ava Oberly on a 1-1 count. The 1-1. Just a bit outside, two balls, one strike. Yeah, I think if you go back and look at that, uh, take that two runs off the board from that air. It's a 3-0 game. And the last two runs that scored here in this game came last inning. So she pitched very well all the way up until that point. 2-1, 2-1, Hartepe chases one high, two balls, two strikes. Final line score on Ava Oberly, the starting pitcher for the Festus Tigers. She goes five innings, allows five runs, three earned on seven hits, 92 pitches. She struck out three and walked a pair. And Hartepe going to line this one to right center field over the head of the new second baseman, Oberly. 
And a leadoff single for Farmington. That's life for the top of the order. The nine spot gets on here in the bottom of the sixth. Yeah, that's something you don't want to do. When Farmington gets that number nine hitter on, you've got the whole top of the lineup coming up. Especially with nobody out, you've got a chance here to maybe do some major damage and put this one out of reach. First pitch to Jarvis takes ball one. We talked about it being cold for the team that's behind right now. It's getting pretty cold out there for Festus. The 1-0 misses low. Two balls, no strikes. Jarvis in a big hitter spot here. Your frame of mind changes completely when you're on top. I bet Farmington right now is feeling like, yeah, it's not a bad night at all. The 2-0. High for ball three. Glenn, I'm sitting here thinking of it, and I'm sure the listeners probably won't care, but I just remembered I have the AC on full blast in the car, so even if I start it while we're packing <laughs> up, it won't warm up. That's a shame. 3-0. Swinging on 3-0, punching it to right field, backing up the right fielder. That one's going to hop over the fence. It's gone. A home run. J.C. Jarvis, and it's 7-0 Farmington as the Knights bench empties to celebrate Jarvis at home plate. That ball just kept carrying and carrying to the right field side. At first, I thought it was just a can of corn going out to Olivia Gillum. But by the time it got out there, it was just carrying and carrying and went over the right field fence. And uh, a big bomb here in the uh, sixth inning. And I think that might have put the final nail in the coffin for Festus. That'll bring up Jocelyn Grimes. Nobody out in the sixth. Those two runs tagged to Aubrey Doyle in the circle. And it's, it's kind of funny. We've seen the ball carry a little bit here tonight. I, I, usually on a cool night, the ball doesn't carry as much. I know it's softball, but uh, usually it's the warm nights where the ball seems to fly out of here. Grimes slaps it the other way. Shortstop charging in. That's more. Throws across the diamond. Throws it away. Grimes going to round first hard and go back as backing it up was Olivia Gillum, the right fielder. That'll be scored E6 in the second error tonight by Festus. Well, that's something that uh, we've talked about before that Grimes does. She's able to put the ball in play a lot of times. She's good at putting it where she wants to put it. If she sees somebody playing back on her a bit, she'll lay it down and get it try to get it uh, in their vicinity. And that time uh, she got the uh, Festus defense to uh, relax a little too much. Ellie Robbins stands in, takes ball one high. Another dangerous hitter in the heart of this order for the Farmington Knights. One ball, no strikes to her. You don't want to miss your spot here if you're Doyle in the circle. The 1-0. Called a strike on the outside part of the plate. One ball, one strike to Robbins. I think at this point, this is Aubrey Doyle's game no matter what. Because you are, you're down 7 nothing. You just want to get through it and get it over with. 1-1. Robbins on the ground. Second base side. Dive by the second baseman. Overly, but you can't get to it. And another single, and the line keeps moving for Farmington. And with one swing, Jaden Tucker could send us home, Glenn. This is true. That's something you don't think about till you get to this point of the ball game. But uh, this was a closer game than the final score is going to indicate. But if Jaden Tucker gets into one here, we're going to call it an evening. Might we have another pitching change where they put Oberly back in the circle? I would definitely be surprised. Unfortunately for Doyle, though, she's allowed the first four to reach one of which being a two-run homer, another being an error that she can't really 
you can't really tag on her because she got the ground ball, put made the defense do their work. Unfortunately, Riley Moore just threw it away. And I believe at this point Montgomery is just basically going out there to say, okay, let's calm down. Let's see if we can start uh, getting a few outs, get out of this thing, call it a night so we can uh, finish the uh, the season and uh, try not to do more damage. Uh, I'm like you. I don't think he'd be looking for another pitcher to come in. Your season's probably ending here tonight, so it's not like you need to save anybody. But at the same time, there's no reason to run through your entire lineup trying to get somebody to pitch unless it becomes necessary because of uh, you know, injury or something like that. Meeting adjourned. Players back to the bases. Runners at first and second. Grimes at second. Robbins at first. Jaden Tucker, the batter. Maybe he ran out there and said, look, if you give up another run, we're not stopping for pizza. <laughs> and just turned around and stomped off. You never know. Winners get ice cream. Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah. No. I'm sure that's not what he said. First pitch to Tucker takes, Ooh, I don't know where that one missed. Must have been a little bit high, 1-0. and That's one thing that uh, Luke Strage, old men's basketball coach at Mac, would always say, winners get ice cream, let's go get ice cream. <laughs> but then we'd never stop to get ice cream. What is this? The 1-0 on the way back home, that is. Make it 2-0, and that one misses high. Well, that's that's just not right. Maybe we can talk Greg higher into getting us some ice cream this year. That's always the best part of a trip. I mean, you go on a trip somewhere, you got to stop and eat somewhere. The 2-0. On the ground to the shortstop. That'll get up the middle, though. Will they wave Grimes home? They will. Uh, uh, Allison Pingle rather sends her home. It's now 8 nothing in the game-ending run at first base on the RBI single by Jaden Tucker. Well, I wasn't sure if she's going to send her or not. I wasn't I think either. Pingle had her hand in her pocket, and I think when she pulled it out of her pocket, she was undecided on what she wanted to do, and then she started giving it the little, you know, go, 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 and uh, Jocelyn Grimes with her long stride made it easily. But uh, like you said, that uh, game-ending run is standing down at uh, first base right now. Shelby Bowling stands in. Lily Stott goes to run at first base for the catcher, Jaden Tucker. Stott now the potential game-ending run. Nobody out in the sixth inning. It's an 8-0 game. Farmington leads. And Shelby Bowling steps out, tells the pitcher. Well, she doesn't tell the pitcher, but by stepping out, you can assume that Hey, we're, we're going on my clock, not yours. The first pitch to bowling high for a ball. That's well, one thing I love about Diamond Sports, Glenn, the ability to transform the game with stepping out of the box. Now, of course, at the Major League Baseball level, they've added the pitch clock, which I don't mind, but kind of takes some of the game in the game away from the game, if you will. The 1-0, outside 2-0. Well, you know, you talk about the pitch clock. I, one of the things I don't like about it is that late ninth inning you know, showdown between the pitcher and the and the uh, batter, and he steps out, and the pitcher steps off, and they just kind of play mind games. That stuff is tense, and we're missing a little of that right now. The 2-0 turns to 3-0 and as Bowling lays off of one high and even further away on deck. It's Emily Gillum. That could push that game-ending run down to second base if they walk uh, Bowling here in this situation. The 3-0 strike one. That's a get-me-over strike right down the middle. Bowling lays off. Don't mind that with a 3-0 count. I think that time that uh, Aubrey just said, you know what, I'm going to rear back and throw it right down the middle. If you hit it, then you hit it. The 3-1 on the ground. Oh, it's, oh, no, through the bag. That's a fair ball. One run scores. That gets past the wall. That's going to bring home the game-ending run. Robin scores, and Farmington's playing for a championship.
That's the ball game. 10-0. The Knights look up at the top portion of the bracket, and they see the four-seed Cape Notre Dame Bulldogs tomorrow in the championship game. The Knights beat the Festus Tigers 10-0 in a game that was a lot closer than the score will indicate. Bill Bess, American Family Insurance postgame show coming up right after this. You're listening to high school softball, Class 4, District 1, semifinal on KFMO.